What is up, everybody? Uh, welcome to another episode of Clear Conversations. Uh, tonight, we're going to tone it down a little bit and go a little deep. I'm here with a good friend of mine, once again, Edu and Alejandro. And we're just going to talk a, lo- a little bit about what they're trying to do, and that's spread some positivity. So what's up, guys? I mean, what's on the agenda tonight? What are we going into? A lot of everything and a lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody knows nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I think, uh, you know, I think there's a lot to that we can take this conversation. Um, you know, obviously, we, we've been uh, having a few conversations ourselves, you know, around mindset, positivity, uh, you know, changes in habits and, and structure and, and business insights, you know, it kind of goes all over the place, um, you know, but ultimately it's just to provide value to the people that want to listen, whether it's two people or 200 people, right? So exactly. I think that's where we're at with, with, with where we're going. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely listened to a couple of your lives um, and I loved it. It was great. It was a good way to just show some positivity, show some love, um, and just be like, hey, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to try to just make your day a little bit better. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. You know, um, I feel like with what you guys are doing, trying to just be real, you know, don't try to sugarcoat things. Don't try to hide behind some mask. You know, you're just trying to, hey, this is what's up. Let's talk about it, you know? Let's go yeah, I deep. Think you, I think you said it best kind of earlier when we were talking. Um, a lot of people use the social platforms to just get the looks, get the likes. Um, but how many of us are using social platforms to incite? Mm-hmm. To give somebody a, a, a reason. I mean, we all have thoughts and we all have like questions. And it's kind of nice to be able to have that question in your mind and go, okay, so if I go over over to their social platform, it's a good chance I might actually get the answer to what it is that I'm thinking about right now. And, you know, there's very, very few options of being able to do that. So that's, you know, like, like, like Flacco said, we're just trying to put together the content uh, of the, all the questions that we've had, answering them in a way that incites everybody. Yeah, so how do you guys start of the process with being like okay what's the topic going to be like you know like what what does that look like i'm sure it's a yeah. lot of everything here's but... a friendship <laughs> yeah i think the, the whole the whole intent behind these conversations was we would often talk on the phone year over year um about topics like these for hours on end and we'd be like man why didn't we just turn on the camera turn you know turn on the 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 uh, uh, the voice recorder, whatever it may be, right? Like if people could just listen to these conversations, we'd have a podcast and we're like, wait, why don't we just actually put a camera in front of it on front on our phone call? So really, you know, it's it started as just recording what our conversations would be anyway, you know? So that's realistically how this all came about. And one day we were just like, let's just go on live. And, and we just hasn't, we haven't stopped since, right? So, you know, Ultimately, now it's just been even better because we have more people part of the conversation to have more value. So when we when we go on, there's no script, right? Like there's no um, hidden agenda. There's no notes to mark or anything like that. 
we really are just like, man, I've been feeling like this this week, or I have been focusing on this this week, or have you noticed this? You know, and so it generally flows from a place of recency, you know, and that's that's really what we we tend to discuss, right? And that's how what drives the conversation ultimately, right? Yes, it's funny. Uh, our conversations, like we're we're busy throughout the day. Monday hits. It's, you know, 8.45, both of us are just on the wind down. I'm finishing up work. He'll call me up. Hey, how you doing? I ask him how he's doing. What's on your mind? Talk about what's on our minds. All right, let's talk about that tonight, right? Um, it typically just stems from, like you said, what we're learning on the, on the, on the go, the go around that we have right now. Um, putting together, really just kind of thinking about what it is that we're learning and will it be useful for other people? And we've been doing this for years with each other. I, I don't know mm -hmm. how many times we've called each other on the phone. Uh, back when I was making beats like 11 years ago, he, <laughs> I, I would come over to the house, just sit in the car and just analyze everything that I did. Even if it wasn't good, like we just analyze it. Just tell me what, what's the next step to get to the next level, right? So mm -hmm. we've always done that with each other. And like you said, let's just turn the mic on, let's turn on the recorder and give it to everybody. As human beings, communication is key because that's what drives us to live in a way. I mean, without communication, I couldn't imagine um, not being able to have a conversation like this. You know, I couldn't imagine going day to day and just storing up all that in myself from like months, years, centuries on end and just being like, you know, I got a lot to say, but nobody talked to. And so like when you're able to communicate that, you know, with each other, I'm sure that just makes everything so much better. Like, it's like, yeah, it's a type of therapy. It really is like, Truly. you know, communication is therapy. It's a way of coping with life. Mm -hmm. And if you don't communicate, then you're not getting that therapy that your mind needs, you know, your emotions need to release. And so I feel like, you know, I like what you said there. You said with the beats, it's just like, it might be bad, but I just want to talk about it. <laughs> like, it's just like, hey, man, you know, this is the same beat as such and such. But, you know, I want to know what you think about it. Like, I want to know what, how you feel about it. I want to know what it makes you think, you know. And which and, leads to, it's important to have the people around you that are honest. Um in no way, shape, or form was I looking for, you know, Flacco to be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's it. Like, that, he wouldn't tell. Nah, he, he never did that. If it was nice, yeah, that, that was a nice vibe. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like, trash, it's trash. It's trash. <laughs> and he would tell me, it's trash. And I'm like, all right, cool. It doesn't even have a bop. Nah, they ain't even got a bop. Okay, no. <laughs> no. He was honest with me. And then I come back with the next one. And guess what? Yeah. It's got a bop, okay? Okay. It just, it always, it always pushed us to get to that next level. We became competitors, but it just in a, such a positive way, right? Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, it, it comes down to who understands your articulation, right? Because um, we all know the English language and we don't know how to communicate, but we don't know how to communicate our articulation, right? Or, or how we speak to specific individuals, how we uh, 
show that we understand what that person is thinking, not just what they're saying, right? Um, I think that's that's kind of the benefit of, of our friendship, right? Where we kind of jump off of each other because we know exactly where we're going. Once somebody says one sentence, our imaginations are running wild, mm-hmm. um, but we want to dig deep. And, and when we articulate things, we understand why we're articulating that point and the value coming out of the articulation, right? Um, so it, it's really when we communicate, we are dissecting the subject together, um, but leveraging each other to go deeper. Um, you know, and then that's kind of a, it in a nutshell, really. You know, and yeah. it's it sounds like a lot more than what it is, but you do that even with a little bit of words too, right? I, I think, you know, as younger adults or, or young kids, right, that are in middle school, they don't really have the vocabulary that an adult does. But when you have your best friend in middle school, y'all talk about everything. Y'all know, y'all know exactly where you're gonna go. Y'all know who you got a crush on in school. You know what I'm saying? You know what, what, when you're gonna run home and watch Dragon Ball Z, you're gonna talk about that for hours, you know? So um, it is about finding the people that can understand your articulation, understand where your mind, how your mind works, um, and ultimately wants to have those deep conversations and go deeper with you, right? Yeah. And how, I just want to ask you this, Alejandro, because, well, first off, I just want to say I like how you get, like, the audience involved in your lives. And, like, you don't even get them involved. It's like they feel comfortable enough to just say, I'm okay with that. Like, that's that's special like that's a like a very special kind of communication because if you can get somebody to just say hey man you know I agree with that you know I feel the Mm -hmm. same way then that means that people are genuinely listening because like have you ever seen where like people seem to listen but it's like they only see the surface it's like an iceberg like it's like Mm -hmm. you're down below the iceberg like you're trying to get them to understand this all they're seeing is just a tip and that's like it and then just go right past it and then like yeah yeah oh yeah yeah but like no it's Mm -hmm. like you're like diving down going deep and they're coming down with you and they're looking and you're like hey man this is i'm just being honest i'm just being real because it's like if you pass up that iceberg and you don't ever see down below what's deep below it you know the whole scale of the iceberg it's just like you've wasted the whole conversation yeah Mm -hmm. you know yep you're just talking and, in circles. honestly, you're just talking in circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're only on the tip of the iceberg. And that's that's due to two reasons, right? Uh one, because the person listening is listening to respond, not listening to understand. And the second reason, the other side of the coin, is you have not painted a vivid enough picture to resonate with that person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think as conversation as art, well art doesn't resonate with everybody, right? Because it's subjective. So you have to use your words in a way that resonates with your audience. And to the same extent, the people listening have to want to listen to understand instead of listen to respond. If they're listening to respond, they're only gonna see the tip of the iceberg. If they're seeking to understand, they're gonna dive underwater because they're curious mm-hmm. and they're gonna really wanna see what that what that's all about, right? Yeah. So I think that's, those are, those are the two fast, the, um, sides of the coin that you have to really analyze when you're in a forum of conversation, whether that's a public or private forum, right? 
you know, if you if you spent 30 minutes trying to get your point across with somebody is you have to look, it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. Either they don't want to listen and they don't understand <laughs> or you're just not explaining yourself properly, right? Mm-hmm. There's only two ways. So you just got to work backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've tried 10 different ways of explaining it, well, maybe it's them that doesn't want to understand it, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's that's really that that critical piece right there. And that's probably why our, you know, at least for now, the, the audiences that have been part of the IG Lives um, feel that way because the way we articulate our conversation they just want to jump in and be like, yes, I, I do agree because of this, this, and that, because they resonate with the statements that are being made by Edu and myself. So mm-hmm. I think that is really the the uh, the breaking point, right? And and the that kind of the science behind some of that. Yeah. And I totally agree with that because I know me and Edu have talked before. Um, and you know, just with the idea of art, it's like when somebody walks into an art gallery and let's say there's a, like a million pictures on the walls. Okay. And they might all be famous artists, but there's one in there. That's not a famous artist. It's just some local, you know, Joe. And he walks in and sees all these, these pictures doesn't catch his eye. And then he sees this one. He's like, you know, I like this, but I feel like with your life, you're able to create that. You're connect. You're creating something to connect with somebody else, and I think that's very special because I feel like a lot of times people have, you know, they hold back because they feel like, dude, these people really care. And I feel like with social media, that's what people have kind of lost their way to see. It's it's like you know, there are people who care. Mm-hmm. you know it's it's, yeah. it, it's you know not allowing yourself to be driven by the have to just entertain to get people to look this way or and not it, it goes deeper than that it's not wanting just wanting people to look this way like I don't just want people to look at me like I, I'm not doing anything special but it's okay if I'm going to use my platform how am I using it am I making just the TikTok? am I making 15 TikTok, TikTok videos of me dancing in the mirror or trying to do the little skits, that's cool and all, but that's not going to do anything for anybody. That just falls into a category of millions of other challenge videos that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to kind of therapeutically get some things off of our chest. It not only gets things off of our chest and therapeutic for us, but now other people have something to kind of hold on to. Like, okay, that's a very substantial thought. Um, I kind of want to hear more now Mm -hmm. and that pushes us to now dig deeper into our minds right because we're 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 doing it on the spot like we don't talk about what we're going to say we're just giving feeling and emotion and whatever knowledge that we have at that moment so it it kind of lends itself to almost be its own painting right Mm -hmm. no expectation you're just using your brush strokes and your colors and at the end of it you, you have your piece yeah for sure i totally vibe with that um you know you know when you think about it what artists i mean would you say a good majority when they start to create a piece they just know what they're gonna make you know would you say a good majority just goes in there and they're like okay this is what i'm gonna make or would you say they start 
and they create something else. My my own personal opinion, mm-hmm. um, and I'd like to hear all like both of you guys, but my own personal okay. Your your artists that are put on a very high pedestal. I think those artists would be would tell you that when they go into paint, they have no clue what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I would even say a lot of them would say this painting was one thing. I woke up the next day, started adding, and it became something completely different, and it just morphs, right? Uh, so I, that would be my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. What about you, Eliana? You know, it's the, the definition of an artist is is someone, right, who creates um, out of their imagination, creates a, something that's subjective that can be beautiful and ugly, right, and creates through any medium really something that other people can enjoy, find value, or critique. Um, when I think about that question, right, it can get very technical. You know, I think anybody that's talented at their craft can go in and go in with an with a plan and execute according to that plan exactly, right? Um, but I think artists allow themselves to create on the fly because they know that some of their best work will probably come in those spontaneous moments, right? So something has to inspire them. And through that inspiration comes that boom, mm-hmm. right? That moment, that piece. Um, it's kind of like, it, and that's hit or miss. I, I, I will say that, you know, people can love a perfectly executed plan, but some of the best plans are probably the ones that weren't as thought out in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you could take that with business, you know, a lot of successful businesses did not have a fully detailed business plan. In fact, uh, a lot of businesses are not in the business that they started in. Uh, if you look at Jeff Bezos, do you think he would be building rocket ships if he just stuck to selling books? Right? Uh, so the, the business has to evolve. And that, like, that's an art in itself, right? As an entrepreneur, okay, this is the first idea and I'm gonna try my best to execute on that, but I'm not gonna be romantic about that thing. I'm gonna let it evolve into something more. And it's the same with artistry, right? I can start with a feeling. I can start with an idea of the end result. You know what I mean? But that kind of reminds me of like, if I just paint exactly the picture in my head uh, or execute according to a plan, I feel like that's more Bob Ross, not Picasso, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Bob Ross is a great artist. Yeah, He taught you how to paint a beautiful lake and those nice bushy green trees, right? <laughs> and that beautiful yeah. sun and sky. He ex- you executed the plan exactly, right? Mm-hmm. But how many Bob Rosses you guys use, you see hanging in people's houses? Mm. How many Barbara Ross paintings cost a million dollars? You see what I'm saying? I see, I see, I see. So that's the difference. You can have a well-executed plan and a lot of people find value in that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But the things that inspire us probably weren't going according to plan. 
And that's, again, going back to the res- re- what we resonate with as human beings. We're imperfect. Life don't go according to plan. Mm-hmm. Right? That's probably why those things inspire us. Go ahead. No, I was just, I was just tapping in on what you said. It's funny because I've been doing some consulting uh, just with like helping people get there. Um, whatever it is that they're trying to do, right? Uh, creatively. I just was with some these two young girls that are doing a podcast of their own. And it's funny how we can sometimes put so many things in the plan, but you end up building a maze, right? You end up building this maze that you have to go through to get to your, to get to your, uh, whatever the execution is. And that maze makes it so much di- like, just makes the whole process difficult. But if you have just a simple pathway, um, you get to your, not only get to your destination faster, but you get to your destination, you can now do a whole lot more after that because you have the, the mental strength, right? So it's just, it's just key to not build such a maze around what it is that you're doing because that just complicates it. Yeah, I, you know, great points. Um, I totally agree. You know, just going back through all of that, it's just, you know, that's, that's, the way I perceive things like my so when I communicate I don't know how you guys communicate all the time but the way I communicate is my brain creates like illustrations for me to understand or interpret things or the conversation mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you know like you've already seen um, I'll say things using an illustration but that's my way of getting my point across in my brain because that's the way I understand it. That's the way I see it, you know? And, and so like, I'm sure that's different for you, Edu. I'm sure that's different for you, Alejandro. But it's incredible when you can get all those different wavelengths in the brain to all mesh together and people can vibe with that. Mm-hmm. Like that's truly incredible. And that's all starts with communication. You know, so, you know, what you guys are doing with your platform, um, just keeping everything raw. And just like you said, Alejandro, you said a lot of the best, you know, the things that inspire us probably weren't perfectly executed. You know, those are the things that I would say most people can relate to those are the things that people look back and they're like, yeah, you know, I, you know, I like, I like what he said there. You know, those are the things that probably get the point across really well. It's, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned um, just the whole communication aspect of creativity history um, because of the way social media is constructed. Uh, Communication is like a lost art. Everything is communicated now through posts, through text messages, uh, through tweets, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the communication art that we grew up with, uh, writing our letters, like we had to literally sit and write letters in cursive, write out our sentences, um, answer questions. With You know, we had to sit and think and write that stuff out. And now everything's on a computer. Now everything's social media and kids don't really have to sit, think and write things out like they used to. 
communication is so important to practice, right? It's very important for us to practice it properly with our the people around us because we are using social media so much. So if if you practice communication verbally, it's going to show through anything that you do artistically. If you know how to communicate, and I should say that every case, some people don't know how to verbally communicate very well, but through their art, they communicate good. But there is that central form of communication, something they know how to communicate through some medium, right? As Alejandro said, so practicing our communication, no matter how it is, very key. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> my bad i wanted a little communication <laughs> oh man the awkward silence i like it did was there anything that you wanted to add there alejandro no <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know he, he nailed it <laughs> Yo, he communicated that very well yeah he no, executed the plan he saw it yeah exactly <laughs> The nail in the coffin. That's it. We got it. Beautiful. You know, um, but yeah, you know, it's it's tricky sometimes because you know, like we said in the beginning, sometimes communication isn't always key. It's not always like sometimes you have to like, like I know for me, I'm a visual learner. You know. But, you know, my dad, he can read a book and understand things. But I'm more of like, I have to like see it. I have to, I have to almost touch it. Like it's got to be in front of my face. But he could just read pages on a book about it and be like, boom, I got it. You know, mm -hmm. and so being able to execute that with all the varieties of mindsets is truly remarkable with how, you know, you can all, you could almost say like social media is almost toxic at times. I mean, I'm sure you guys would agree with that. And like a lot of times it ruins it for the good conversations. It ruins it for the therapy. It ruins it for the times where, you know, you just want to see what their conversation about, like, you know, just having a conversation a real live conversation. Like when have you seen a real, like, you know how old movies seem to be like original, like something, like every movie was new. It was a new idea. It was like, you can't relate this to anything else. Now there's no original, there's no original. It's mm -hmm. all, you know, pull, pulled from something else and then yeah. meshed together Remix. and then kind of like you know a nasty ball of clay you know you can make it into whatever but it's just like it just doesn't look good and then you're just like well what is this there's no where's where's the original at i want to see that it almost ruins the the nostalgia of the original right and I feel like our generation, like if you were born, you know, in the 90s back, and depending on what year in the 90s, you did still get a chance to um, have to get your information through reading. You didn't have the computer always. Um, 
So I think you still get you get an understanding of no, that nostalgia you can't mess that up. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know this this next generation, they don't. It's not going to be the same for them. Like they they kind of like that. They like to see the oh that's old now. I want to see it in the new site. So you you, I just I, I think completely when you get in a mixture of of people on live, you do know you have those two different sites. You do have those two different interpretations. Mm-hmm. Be uh, somewhat of an older crowd, somewhat of a younger crowd. Um, that communication is important to kind of get it right smack dab in the middle. Mm. Everybody to see it the same way, like you were talking about you and your dad, you just see things differently, but same kind of end goal, right? Yeah, and it's so it, it's so weird because it's almost so hard to relate things. I could say, hey, look at this. He's just like, what is, what am I looking at? <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? Have you ever done that? Like, totally. You, you know, and then it's just like, wait, you don't get it? Like, you don't understand it? Like, how do I communicate this? Like, how do I, how do I say this? You know, mm-hmm. how do I present this in a way that gets my point across? And that's so weird, you know, like you can't, I don't know. It just blows my mind. Like just imagine taking like an iPod shuffle, like maybe a couple of years back before it was even created and be like, Hey guys, look at this. It's my iPod shuffle. And they're just like, what is that? <laughs> like, How do I put my CDs on there? Yeah. How do you, how do you put your CDs on that? <laughs> too small for my cd <laughs> exactly and what's crazy too is like it's like i saw this um a friend of mine he told me about this but there was this tribe i think it was in africa or or, or something and i can't i can't remember exactly but they were giving basically a country their cocoa beans and they didn't know what their beans were used for they never knew they never knew but what their beans were making was chocolate all around the world. And so this guy goes to their tribe one time and he's like, hey, try this. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a chocolate bar. And they're like, oh, what is that? What is this? What is that? And they like, he tells me, he's like, this is what we use your beans for. And my friend was telling me about that. And I was shook. I was like, these are just like some people like, over across the river <laughs> like they don't even know what their beans are used for they have no idea what their what their value is i know and like just thinking about it like think about how important chocolate is like everybody loves chocolate well let me take that back mostly everybody likes chocolate all right Smart people like chocolate. Yeah, anybody with common sense <laughs> likes chocolate. Anybody. <laughs> Interesting oh. people like chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Artistic people, people like chocolate. Like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so just showing them what their beans were being used for and how like new it was to them was just, I thought it was so incredible like to go this long and just think you know your beans were just going to nothing they were just 
you know, just an, another part of the process. And it, then it, they, on that, you know, it is, it is, it is, it is a, a, a feeling, a good feeling to wake up and start to realize kind of like what your value is to, or your, your contribution to life and what it, what the value is of that. Um, not, not to say that all we're just the most important thing out here. Not to say that all of us have an important role. It's a matter of whether we're playing it properly or not. And not knowing your value, I think, puts you in that position where you're just giving away needlessly, needless information, or you're giving away your your cocoa beans. Yeah, yeah. You guys can have them. Not having a clue that the world is going crazy off of it. So. Mm. It is proper to, you know, take the time to humbly understand what your value is and what you can contribute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I actually took that, that story in a different direction. Um, I agree with everything you said, but what I saw was the cocoa beans as somebody's art, right? That was their, their, their value. They understood that their value was the cocoa beans because somebody was buying them or whatever the case may be. Um, and so they continue to produce cocoa beans because that's what they did well um and then somebody comes along and says hey this is what we make with your cocoa beans it's chocolate and they like oh my god that's amazing they have this new inspiration um think about all of the art that creatives create and they understand that people consume this art um and they understand they consume this music uh paintings um, you know, whatever scripts, whatever the case may be, books. And then randomly somebody comes along and says, look what your art made me do. And that created somebody else's art, chocolate. So that created somebody else's chocolate. And they brought that back full circle and you had that aha moment, like, wow. Mm. Right? You don't know what your good art or how your good art is going to inspire great artists. So like you have to continue doing what you're good at, I think, and understand that if you keep doing it, you're planting the seeds for more great artists to come out, right? Mm-hmm. Or more the, the loop to kind of co- come in full circle and somebody to come back and be like, wow, look at what you inspired me to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- you know, it's it's so interesting to hear your two perspectives, you know, on that idea because it's like it's like you got you and you got a lot you guys are like on opposite ends. <laughs> but but it's nice because I think I think the more perspectives you have that you bring to the table makes quote unquote a bigger picture. You know, because mm-hmm. nobody. The funny thing. Oh, go ahead. Funny thing is both. When you look at both like viewpoints, they both have to connect. You have to know that what you have is of some value in order to get into the hands. And then when you get it into the hands of people, you you hope that one day it comes back around to look what we were able to do with what you did. Yep. That's that's what we've always had that kind of chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It connects. Yeah. Connect the dots. Oh yeah. We're connecting the docs right now, man. We're drawing that picture. But it's like, you know, I think it's like going back to what you said, like with communication, because like 
Bob Ross, okay. A great artist, <laughs> you know. Yo, don't Shout sleep on Bob that Ross. Bob Ross. Sleep in peace, Bob Ross. Yeah, man. And like, legend. you know. Legend. I don't have anything wrong with Bob Ross, um, but I never ever like watched his show or anything. Like it just, you know, that that was something. When daytime television, hands down. Yeah, I don't even think I. It was on PBS, wasn't it? Right? Wasn't on PBS. Greatest, greatest network ever. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch uh, Reading Rainbow? Oh yeah, definitely, man. Wishbone was my own. Um, that was my thing. Oh, or did yeah, you watch a Wishbone Magic School Bus? Wishbone. Oh, Wishbone! Yeah. Holy cow! Wait a second. Yeah, Wishbone was it, man. Throwback. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but it's so crazy because all those shows really made a lot of our personalities. I mean, think about how easy you guys are just quoting them. Like you're just like Wishbone, you know. Like, I remember watching, you know, did you guys ever watch uh, Rocket Power? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, a little bit. I was a, I was a little older, but. Okay. But, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what was around your time? Like, you had Reading Rainbow. Would you have In Between the Lions? Nah, we had, um, well, me and Alejandro about the same thing. We had um, Wishbone, Magic School Bus. Um, we oh, had the best television. One. Go ahead. We had the best television. We had all the '90s shows that people are nostalgic about today. Yo, Family you remember Matters. Shorty that turned herself into a clock? Wait, what? You remember the Shorty that used to turn herself into a clock? Like she used to lay on the ground and do all the clock time. I, somebody that's listening to this, I think I do remember, remember her. I, I, that's not the that's not the big red couch, right? I think it is. You guys are talking a different language. This is so crazy. Like I think it is. But it, <laughs> look, these types of TV shows, bro, they were so inspirational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Corny as they may be, corny as they may be, they inspired, bro. Mm-hmm. I but that's so you know that's that's just what I've been trying to say because it's like. A lot of those shows, like the nostalgia of that, like really kind of brought it. Like you were one of those characters in that show. Like mm-hmm. no matter how much you want to deny it, somebody was a character on that bus. Okay, each one of us was a character on the Magic School Bus. Like whether you're that lizard who never said a word, or you were the kid who was always scared to go on a trip. You know, in the back of the bus. I can't. No. He said on the front, I can't remember, the front or the back. And, and I think his name was like Arnold or Harold. Harold or Arnold? I can't remember. Harold. Arnold, my... Was it Harold? I think, Harold. I think it was Harold. Oh, yeah. But he was always like, he was always like, I don't know about this. I don't know. I can't do it. But it's just so interesting how we can communicate those a little bit, even though we're in different like you grew up with this and I grew up with that. I got the tail end of that. At least I got to experience some of the nostalgia to just have a conversation with you guys about it to be like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But you know, I think that's special to be able to communicate that, to show, hey man, I know what that was all about. I know what that magic school bus was all about, <laughs> you know? 
Um, I'm trying to think of any other shows you guys might have watched. Um, I mean, we we had Family Matters, Full House, uh, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Martin. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had so wow. many good ones. I mean, we we had hits like these are the 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 stars that uh, the famous stars of today were in those shows when they were first casted you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but all of those surrounded like 90 shows had a very uh simple approach to life right every episode uh of every show had their main themes and every episode had to bring some sort of value right or show some sort of uh lesson life lesson mm-hmm. you know what i mean there it is whether whether it's about friendship or family or uh, trust or courage or all these things. Mm-hmm. All of those shows did that in their own ways, right? Whether it was through the lens of a black uh, middle uh, class family, you know, living in, in the suburbs of the city or, you know, a single father, you know, raising uh, kids on his own, right? With mm-hmm. his, his two brothers-in-laws, right? Like mm-hmm. struggles that people could relate to, lives that people could relate to um and be empathetic towards but also learn that you know we're all very similar and hopefully kids watching learn lessons from it right and kind of pr- pr- project those values mm-hmm. but yeah man 90 shows were the best man yo it, you know what you just kind of struck a there was a movie man back in the 90s it was called little giants bro mm. and you know what's funny that movie you might go back and be like this movie is corny bro I'll be honest with you in that movie every kid had a obstacle that each kid that I knew or myself could relate to mm-hmm. and throughout that whole movie it taught each kid how to overcome the obstacle mm-hmm. it's like that, that's that's what we that's what we grew up on I grew up on movies that they might not have depicted like the 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 issues in my house or um you know they didn't depict the people that necessarily just look like us but they had a message that every it didn't matter what you look like or where you came from or what language you spoke it had a message that carried on days and days after you you saw it mm-hmm. that's i think that just separates a lot of the content that you're getting today from uh maybe the younger generation as opposed to the content that we are able to give Mm -hmm. how do we how do we give the life lesson yeah and i man i love that so much because i totally agree every episode was you know every movie in that time related to you in some way shape or form and it always was some was something that you might have been going through you know like it was always like man you know i'm gonna have courage or i'm gonna I'm going to be, you know, the best me that I can, or I'm just going to try to make a friend, or I'm just going to be try to just be nice to people. Because the result is, is you see the bully and the kid always loses, always, he always loses, you know. Mm-hmm. But today, you can't really, that's not communicated. There's not a channel for that you know yeah not as not as as blatant as it was in the past i think people's values have changed obviously throughout time um and they focus on different types of issues granted some people do it well but you know it's not as uh 
encouraged as it once was, right? Mm -hmm. Because people's attention spans have shortened mm. as well. Yep. You know, things need to be brighter. Things need to be faster. Things need to be shorter to be able to capture people's attention. And <laughs> anything good isn't <laughs> fast, bright, and short. You know what I'm saying? exactly yeah for sure so you gotta you gotta bounce it out you gotta get, you gotta give them a little bit of both you gotta give the insightfulness of an information of of a um yeah you gotta give insightfulness in your information but you gotta give it in a in a, a faster quicker way that's easy easily pal uh, palatable you know what i mean so mm -hmm. exactly of that yeah i and I like how you guys relate that because going back to for the listeners listening, um, go check out their live. I'll put their Instagrams in the description. Um, very good way of getting just good points across, just being able to relate, you know, just to be real. I think that's a lot too. So let's talk about that. So just to be real, like what, what comes to mind when you hear somebody say that, like, I'm just being real. You know, do you feel like that's like a fake out or do you feel like that that's like legit? Like, how do you perceive uh, that statement? When, well, you know, in what context? I mean, like when somebody, uh, just when somebody actually says, just to be real, like, I, I just kind of need to understand more. Yeah. So if you and E, like, let's say you and like Edu calls you up and you're having a conversation and you're just like, hey, man, I'm just going to be real. Like, do you put on the, okay, well, he's, he's being serious right now. Or do you be like, oh, okay. You know, this is kind of a joke, you know, like, ah, oh, man, I'm just being real. Or do you, do you, you know? I think if, I think if they do call me and said, look, I'm just being real. I've got to listen very carefully mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> because I, I mean, you know, he probably have tried to say something to me a couple of times and I wasn't hearing it. So mm -hmm. if he said, I just got to be real with you right now. It's because it's something really important um but you know that again is in the context of our friendship right you know if somebody randomly were to come up to me right and say look I'm just being real here like there's no um preemptive history there for me to believe that you're being real or you're being judgmental or you're being x y and z mm -hmm. you know so there's a there has to be a lot more context there when somebody says I'm just being real and they have to come across as genuine if I don't know them right mm -hmm. You know, you have to be able to deliver whatever information you're saying after that phrase uh, with a bit of finesse, um, but also with clarity, right? Because, um, you know, it, it's, again, it, it is it has to be based on context, I guess, if that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, and Edu, it seems like you want to say something. I just don't want to stop you. No, no, no. I was just thinking, um, I do think, the uh, I'm gonna just be real or the the communication behind I'm just gonna be real or no I'm just joking I think has gotten to a point where it's more of a I don't have confidence in what I'm saying sometimes I know for me Alejandro is completely different if I have to say that or if he has to call me up and say hey I just need to be real with you like you said I clearly haven't been getting here hearing what it is that he, he's been trying to say mm -hmm typically doesn't really have to happen with me but be confident if you're confident in what you say 
more more times than none, you 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 won't have to tell the person you're being real. They know when you come to them and you communicate that you communicate properly. You don't really hold things necessarily back, if you will. Constantly using the no, I'm just playing. When you say things and you feel like it's uncomfortable or um, having to, you know, give that disclaimer right before you say it, it kind of makes it difficult to communicate properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting the way you guys perceive that, which in the sense of that question, you know, I'd say you ask anybody and they give you something else, it wouldn't all be the same. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's just something that I feel like I've heard more and more here lately, you know, Hey man, I'm just being real or like, you know, I feel like a lot of times, like for me, myself, sometimes I don't feel confident in just saying things, you know, like, I feel like sometimes I overthink things because I feel like, you know, some people can't handle reality because I feel like I'm an honest person. And I feel like being real is almost a defect with society today. And so, you know, I, and the thing is, is like, for me personally, I don't, you know, I know that's no reason to say like, okay, well, I can't be real because I do, I try to be as real with everybody as I can. Uh, But I feel like a lot of times, you know, you see on social media, you see on, on platforms that people can't be themselves for some apparent reason, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's two things to unpack there, right? First, it's the confidence to be give people the reality, right? And then, you know, do people deserve the reality, right? Uh, I think when it comes to that confidence of, you know, overthinking and, you know, you know, whatnot, right? You have to ensure you're delivering it the right way. But it's kind of like when people say something and then they put LOL after it just to be safe. Like that what what is the lol what do you need the lol for right when you're telling somebody hey man you look like a mess today or hey man you 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 know you said something inappropriate or hey man you did x y and z or you know what what is the lol for you know that you're you're just trying to you're actually what you're doing is devaluing the statement so when you're saying oh i'm just being real after 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 the comp statement right uh like you're trying to defend it as if like, you know, I'm just being real. Mm-hmm. I'm just being real. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're taking away the confidence and the value of that message. Just like if you were to put LOL in front of it, you know, mm-hmm. cause you didn't want to start a conversation. You didn't want to, you didn't want to cut deeper than what it should be, what it did or right. Like, um, and then the other piece, right? Do they deserve the reality? Not everyone deserves for you to be real with them, nor should you be real with everybody, right? Because you may not have the relationship to do that again, um, or you know they're they're just not worth the time to be real, you know, mm-hmm. um, or it's not worth your time to be real, right? So I think there's two like two ways of looking at that that situation, but that, that's my take on it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I know I found myself guilty at that uh, with saying LOL at things and then regretting it almost a little bit saying like, you know, why should I just do that? You know, but I'm for me, I don't know if you guys are the same way, but I've always been like an in-person, 
rather than like a text or I've always been like a call, you know, I know Edu's experienced this with the million calls that I've called him with, but. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I'm just, you know what it is? I just, I mean, I deal with kids now. I work with kids and mm -hmm. behavior. So um, I'm not as able to like pick up my phone as I used to be. Yeah, no, you're fine. And, but right there, you were real with me. You didn't just say, yeah, man. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. you were just like, hey, man, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm busy at work sometimes, you know, I gotta, yeah. I gotta work, you know, yeah. um, but do you feel like with what you've seen in your guys' experiences that there's kind of a hold back or there's kind of like a limit that only so much can be handled in the thought of a conversation? Yeah, I would say that everybody has a limit. Um, and not even just a limit. You have to, there has to be a certain amount of uh, responsibility on the person to kind of see it themselves. We can't just call everything out and be real and absolutely everything. You do kind of have to let a person observe them and see if they're getting it on their own. Because uh, you don't want to shatter their their progress. Maybe they're they're working on something, right? Mm -hmm. But I also say that if you're the person that feels that you're going to be real with somebody and hand them their reality, you if you're going to be that person, you should also have some point pointers on how to assist them. I, I hate it. I, one thing I hate the most is people who come to me and tell me what it is that I need to do and work on and then walk away. I respect people who tell me, hey, you need to do this and you need to do that and work on this and work on that. But I got some ideas for you. Here, here's what I think can help. Mm. That, now, now I have somebody that, now I'm, I trust you. I trust you now. You know, like you're, you be real with me and I trust you. You can be real with me. You can open up. I'm going to listen to you, but I would say 9.5 times out of 10, if you go to a person and give them the honesty or give them the real and you just walk away with no insightful assistance, assistance, yeah, the one is going to go through one ear, not the other. Mm -hmm. It won't be valued. You can't tell people they're doing something wrong without telling them how they're doing it wrong and how they can fix it, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, the difference between a horrible boss or a great leader. You know, the a horrible boss is gonna tell you you gotta fix this. Do, you know, you're doing this wrong. You're messing up. You get it together. A great leader is gonna be like, hey man, this isn't going really well right now. It's probably because of this, but here's how we can fix it. Yeah. Same message, two different approaches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty interesting. That's. My brain just blew up just a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to process it. Um, man, uh, okay, let me just let me just regroup for a second. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I didn't expect that at all. Um, <laughs> but you know, I just want to say, you know, I love what you guys are doing on your platform. Um, keep it up. Keep it going. 
thanks so much for coming on the podcast of clear conversations it's so great i feel like spreading the positivity of just being able to you know what we talked about communication i feel like that's key and you know i feel like you know just talk to somebody see you know just talk to somebody it's just that simple you know see how far it gets you try to have a conversation once a day you know just just like what you guys have been having with your life you know just try to have a conversation with somebody see how far it gets you see how much better you feel after you do it but yes is there anything else you guys want to add come check us out on my instagram you know what i'm saying <laughs> Nobody knows nothing. Monday nights. Nobody knows my podcast. You're at first curator. You already know the vibes. <laughs> my mixtape. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Communication, right? Oh. Come check us out. Nobody knows nothing. We're on Clubhouse. We're on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram. Yep. Come check both of us out, man. Yeah, and you do. Are you wearing yeah. something special tonight? <laughs> I am. I am. I am. I got you guys can't see it. Um, and I'm definitely not just I'm not about to stand up and do no modeling because I'm not a model. That's, that's one thing. Look, know your lane. If there's if anything I, else I can tell you, know your lane. My lane is not modeling, but I do want a pair of major sweatpants. And let me tell you, hey. major. All right. Major. <laughs> Nice and soft, man. Yeah, man. Major. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. So thanks again, guys, for coming on the podcast. Um, like I said, again, um, they're on Instagram. They're doing lives. And I think you guys are going to start your own podcast at some point, right? You're going to try to move to a podcast platform, correct? Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're taking it a step at a time right now. I think Clubhouse is the next focus. Okay. Um, I think that's where we're going to build out of the brand, but obviously the, the IGTVs are technically podcasts, right? I think it's just uh, in a more uh, impromptu format, but yeah. uh, for sure, you know, kind of that's, that's always an option too of, of moving to a, a more stable podcast platform, mm-hmm. but absolutely a lot of, a lot of things coming. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Thanks so much, you guys. So this has been another episode of Clear Conversations. Like I said, uh, and Idu said, this podcast is sponsored by Major. So please go check it out. Check out the page. Get some merch. Wear it. Stay warm. If you're upstate, like Alejandro is, if you're over in Chicago, or Idu is, you got a lot of snow right now, go get some beanies. Go get some pants. Go stay warm. Have a great night. Stay safe. And take it easy.